right before the camera went on, the question was, are you ready? Can I put it on? I'm like, as ready as ready is. I guess the question is, Lord, are you ready? <laughs> are you ready, Lord? <laughs> yes, he is ready. So we are ready because he is ready. Praise the Lord. There's, there's uh, the mastermind of God is really what we have been talking about in light of the mind of Christ and that we now not only can we look at the mastermind of God and look at the universe and the intricacy of, of creation and, and read the mesmerizing uh, moments of beauty, even when you look into the galaxies and you just, it just, you can't even fathom uh, the beauty that even there's yet more than what we see and it's ever expanding and, ex and, and ever growing and, 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 and there's also brand new developments that we can even see further than we've ever seen into, through these amazing telescopes. And yet the more we see, the more we are astounded at the beauty and the glory and the majesty of the mind of God. You know, we, we create from an ability to be able to see, right? It's almost like any creator. You get a, a flash of a, of a, of a picture or an inspiration and then you go after it and you create it. And that, that inspiration, that image, that is, that's the mind of God. And so God so foresaw this all and brought it forth in this glorious, amazing creation that we can now spectate and marvel and, and, and have a token of representation of the grandness of the mind of God. And so when we talk about the mind of God, I think we are a little comfortable or very comfortable to talk about the mind of God as God, big, big God, big mind over there somewhere, I think up there. And what we have been looking at in the word is what Paul writes to the Corinthians, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, I believe verse 16, is that we now have the mind of Christ. <laughs> That's the most astounding reality. You know, we camp for a long season about being born again and, and about the love of God and God is love and he lives in me now and all that he is, he can express and wants to express through me as I yield to this divine expression. And we know that the Holy Spirit is the divine expression of God. And so then God started moving us into some deeper realities and to the mind of Christ that we now in this brand new creation have a mind that is the mind of God. That this mastermind of creation, this mastermind of, of fitting us and, and making us a wonderful and fearful in our mother's wombs, this mastermind of divine purpose. Of, and, and I love the word instrumentation because I truly see him orchestrating every moment of our life, this mastermind of organization and administration and divine movement and divine expression of glory lives in us, lives in us, lives in us, lives in us. And even as I say, the, the old puny little mind of man that we were born into the world, just now, I don't think I have it because I'm pretty dull. I don't really have any inspiration. It's a lie. It's a lie. Because in your new birth, that's why we had to be born again, to be born from above so we can have what is ours from above. You can't partake of the above if you're of the lower. You have to be born again. And that word 
Peter talking about being born again, it's being born from above. You have to be born by the Spirit of the Lord. The word Peter also talks about being born again through that seed, the incorruptible seed of the Word of God. We're born of divinity. <laughs> We're born of the divine. And so we now are growing into this resemblance of the divine. And the key resemblance, the, the key factor that brings forth this divine transformation is the Holy Spirit working through the mind of Christ within us. That the Holy Spirit searches the deep things of the thoughts of God and brings them to our revelation, uh, uncovers these divine thoughts of purpose for our individual lives in us through the mind of Christ. And these are divine thoughts that come to us. The best moment that they come is when we're able to still ourselves and deny the old pattern of thought, which we called renewing of our mind. We looked at, let's go to Romans, Romans 8. We're going to start with Romans 8. We looked at this verse before. Uh, let's go to verse 5. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. We just had... Last week, we spent quite a bit of time in Romans 8, 1 and 2, and that is that finishing from, from Romans chapter 7, Paul is talking about the duality, the dueling of the two natures that want to communicate to us, and that is the flesh and, and, and of course, the nature of the spirit, the nature of God. And so in, in this battle that, that Paul found himself that he wanted to do good and every time he said to do good, he did wrong and whenever he tried to restrain himself from doing wrong, it seemed almost impossible or we can't say impossible without the reigning of the Spirit. It is impossible. But then at the end of chapter 7, verse 24 says, O wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death? Who will deliver me from this struggle, this deadly, ever-losing struggle? Ever yielding to my flesh? Who will deliver me from this battle? I'm always finding myself at the loss end. Why is it that my flesh seems to have dominion? Who would deliver me, he says, from this, from this evil nature that is battling the law of God, the very nature of God? Who, who? And he said, oh, but thanks be to God through Jesus Christ, our Lord. The Lord Jesus Christ came to deliver us from this bondage of the flesh. That he came and he, he came and, and walked earth and demonstrated the dominion of the mind of Christ that he could be led solely by the voice of God, that he could solely be led by the singularity of the thought of God, that he could solely be led by that which we saw, those images of God that he saw, he could do them because the only lead was the mind of Christ, the mind of God through the Holy Spirit. And he became sin so that the wrath that, that this flesh was due, the penalty of walking in this deadly way of the flesh having dominion over me, he took the wrath of it. 
He became sin so that I can be free today to recognize that that old nature does not have dominion over me and I don't have two natures fighting in me. I'm a brand new man. And in the brand new man, the brand new creation is only one nature. God only has one nature. There's not two natures in God. Who lives in me now? Christ lives in me. And we read in, um, in the book of Hebrews, we've read it before, that, that Jesus is the expressed image of his Father. The one who bore the image of Father God, who is Jesus, lives where? In me. There's not two natures in him. I can assure you that. And so that which you're mindful on, this is what we're coming into Romans 8, that which you put your mind to believe and to meditate and to mull over and to and, and allow to talk to you is what you will manifest. Because all of us had to be born again. Actually, the word talks about Jesus being begotten again by the Father through the resurrection. He got born again when he was raised from the dead. Of course he became. That's the resurrection. If he wasn't dead, then, then he couldn't have resurrected. Resurrected is only valid for a dead moment. And so, that which you're mindful on is that which you're giving dominion over your life to. What, what are you daily thinking about? What are you daily mulling over? What is playing in your mind all the time? Because we all had to be born again. And, and what I wanted to communicate with you is that we all have a memory of the past. We all have memories that, that, that play perfect realities, but those realities are no more. They can, if, I mean, you can just, example, you go to visit someone and there's a particular smell, let's say of a particular meal that's being cooked or of a candle scent, whatever it might be, and throws you back, throws you back. Throw, or, or, or music is another song that comes and, and brings, floods your mind with memories. Well, that's not the reality anymore. Where is it in your memory bank? And so now we have to, because we have now come into a brand new birth, we've come into a brand new divine reality, that we have to now really be mindful to renew the mind and to create new memories. And my sole memory in this new creation is that God so loved me, he, he gave his son to die for me. That I be set free from this, that which Paul had a very hard time. He was a Pharisee of Pharisees. He wanted to do good. He was trained in the Torah. He was skilled in the Old Testament word. He could quote it. He was on a, a journey of vengeance to persecute anyone that strayed away from the Old Testament and wanted to add a new way, the Christian way. He persecuted with great zeal, and yet he caught himself unable to dominate an old nature. Actually, it was his current nature because he wasn't born again. The legalism of the Bible will not set you free. But the Holy Spirit's inspiration 
in the word of God sets you free. And that's why the word says that we're born again through the incorruptible seed of the word of God. Why incorruptible? Because it's of the spirit. It's eternal. It's alive. It's only that which is alive brings forth life. And so because we all had to be born again, now we're on this journey to allow life to inspire our thoughts. And that is the mind of Christ that we are given. Because if we do not yield to this new brand, new reality of the Christ life in me, then the new nature that I now have, that now this life, the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus is dominating and living in my mortal body, then I will revert to that which was familiar. That was governed by the law of sin and death. That was governed by a lie. That was governed by a masquerade. So are you going to allow a masquerade to talk to you and paint a picture? Because you see now there is a creation ability into all men because we know that eternity has been, been set apart, set aside in our spirit and has been written within us that there is a vacuum that God can only occupy. But in that moment, man is shaped to be a creator. And so we see it in, in the right way and in the negative way. And so that which you're meditating, that the imagery that, that you're allowing to speak to you is what you're reproducing. And so we have to know that we are brand new again. And the only thing that we allow to speak to us is this new creation mind, which is the mind of Christ. So here, if we go back to Romans 8, we just finished um, Romans 8. One, we'll, we'll start again, make, make our way to verse 5. We talked about Paul's struggle. And coming to the realization that in Christ I have been delivered. In Christ I don't have to struggle with the old man anymore. In Christ I'm a free man. So that now I can become what? A bond servant to God. I'm a free man so I can now from this freedom become what? A bond servant to Christ. To the mind of Christ. Who am I bond servant to? The one I submit to. The one you submit to is the one that you are calling master. I submit to the mind of Christ. I decide from the freedom that I have this agency of a will-making ability. I'm stirred up. Because it's the reality. This is where all of us have tripped up. Wrong pictures. Wrong voices. Wrong feelings. Wrong thoughts. That are enslaving us. Why? Because we're giving it mastery. It's how it is. It's how it is. It's how my life is. It's always been like that. I told you this is how it's going to play out. I knew it. I knew it. I'm not loved. I'm good for nothing. Nothing ever works out. I will be in debt for the rest of my life. I'll never get married. I'll never have children. I'll never have a puppy. I'll never, I'll never, I'll never, I'll never, I will never. I cannot, I cannot, I cannot, I will not. I will not, I will not, I cannot. Ever, never, ever. It never works out well for me. Well, that's a lie. Keep talking it. How do you feel when you say that? Enslaved. 
held back by chains of impossibility. When the word of God is clear that all things are possible, not only to God, but to the one that believes. To the one that has a persuasion that if God be for me, who can be against me? I will do it if he tells me to do it. I can do it because it's no longer I who live. It's Christ who lives in me. All things are possible to me because I'm led by possibility. And if I can see it, and if this word is communicating truth to me and has shaped my thoughts to be able to walk it, I will walk and I will dominate and I'll walk on the water and I'll see it come to pass. Though it might not come to pass for anyone else, it will come to pass for me. Then I become very selective with the company I keep. I run with possibility-minded people because that's the company God keeps. And yes, you minister, and yes, you communicate truth to others, but the inner ones, the John, the Peter, and the James, those are our ones that were brought onto the Mount of Transfiguration. To behold a brand new reality because there was an ability for them to behold a brand new reality. And so the key is, can you behold this brand new reality? Because that is how you walk it out. Under the leading and the mastery of the mind of Christ. So if I can just put my eyes back here. Romans 8, 1. That's why here we can understand the context there is therefore now no condemnation because it's right after, right after Romans 7. Romans 7 is not your portion in life. Romans 8 is your portion in life. Romans 7 finishes like, oh, I'm a wretch man. You're no longer a wretch man, by the way. You're a new creation man. And then from there, Paul says, I'm a wretch man, but thank, who would deliver him? But thank God, Jesus has. Thank God I'm made new again. That's what you focus on when you read Romans 7. Come to the end of the chapter. Don't fumble into, oh, again, I caught myself doing the wrong thing again, 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 again. There you go. That's it. I'm just a failure. I'll never make it. Never make it. God, just give up on me. Just give up on me, God. No. Come to the end of chapter 7 and recognize the glory. Recognize the glory of this reality that's coming into, into chapter 8. There is therefore now what? No condemnation to those who are where in Christ, in that moment of life, in the deliverance moment, in, in the reality of our salvation. Those who are in Christ. And because I'm in Christ now, I have an ability not to walk according to the flesh. And that's why he says to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh. If I'm in Christ Jesus and I'm mindful, I set my mind of where I am and I follow the lead of him, I will never walk in the flesh. That is a possibility. For real it is. Because the Holy Spirit will always lead you what? Into life. Which is of the Spirit. Not into corruption which is of the flesh. And so that's why he says, could not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. Well, yeah, because now in Christ, we are born again. We have become a brand new, brand new reality. And I have a brand new walk. And we looked at what, um, last week, uh, was it Ephesians, Paul writing, once you were darkness. Once you were darkness, but now you're light in the Lord. Walk in the light. 
When you're walking in the light, you're not fumbling with darkness. There is no darkness because the light of the love of God flushes out the fear of darkness. Oh, allow the love of God to mature you, to communicate divine truth because that is what the mind of Christ looks like. Love talking to me all the time. And there's no condemnation in love. There's no accusation. There's no, uh, you fell down again. You better pick yourself up because I'm not lending your hand, Desi. No. He's right there. Just see me alone, Desi. Just see, right as he's picking me up, he's saying, see me alone. Just see me alone, Desi. And that's how I can get up when I see him. Because you always be standing over me. And when I see him standing, I stand. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. What a powerful statement. This is the answer to chapter 7. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free. Has set me free. Because he whom the son has set free is what? Free indeed. Has set me free from the bondage of the, I can't make it, I'll never make it. I can't see, I'm so blind, I'm so blind, I can only see my nose. And what was from my nose backwards, I can see. I can see from here backward, I can see that. I have no vision, God, I'm blind. I'm, that's what we're saying to God. I, I, I can't believe God, I can't believe God. I can't believe God. All I know is from here backwards. From here backwards, I see failure. Well, yeah. Because you've been rescued out of it. But you have a brand new sight. You got a vision that's uh, of him. You've been set free to see now. To see life. Because I have been set free from the law of sin and death. So I don't have to see death. I only see life. When I look ahead, when I look at my moment, I see life. And you know, under the inspiration, it's easy to communicate this truth. But I tell you, it's when you're by yourself and the enemy is bombarding you and your old carnal mind that hasn't been renewed yet is talking to you mega time. Saying, what do you think? You're going to change now? You're going to change? Yes, I am changing. Yes, I am changing. Yes, I am going from glory to glory. Doesn't matter what it looks like. This light momentary affliction is nothing. It's nothing. It's bread for me. I eat it up and there is more glory. There's more glory. I'm a champion of champions. I'm after my master, Jesus. I dominate my moment by how I see my moment. By the way I consider my moment, I dominate my moment through my thoughts. And words will follow. Words will follow. Don't just have vain words and pretend you're real close to God and, and really your mind's all twisted all over the place. That's how you walk away from God eventually. This, this dichotomy, this, this duality. No, lined up with the mind of Christ. Line up with this divine mind that we now have, the mind of Christ. So if you go now to verse 5, so we just finished saying that because we're in Christ now, we don't walk according to the flesh, we make a choice. 
We make a choice, but we're what? Led. We're led by the Spirit and the law of the, the, the law of the Spirit of life in Christ has made me free from the law of sin and death. So I don't have to associate with sin and death anymore because that law is not living in me anymore. And only that which lives in me, only that I fellowship with. I fellowship with the one who lives in me. Verse 5, if we go there. For those who live according to the flesh, this will tell you how you do it, how you, how you walk in the spirit versus yield to the old nature of the flesh. For those who live to the flesh set their minds. They set their minds. They set their minds on the things of the flesh. It's a decision. What are you thinking? And I recognize that, especially in the beginning, as we get born again, this is the intensest moment you ever live through is to navigate thoughts. Because there's burrows, there's channels that are already of, 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 of thought patterns that are so cemented, they're so cemented. It's called a stronghold. A stronghold that just did a dominion talk on the mind of Christ and the title escapes me. Freedom mindset. There, Holy Ghost is so good. Freedom mindset. And that we, we are, we are made for freedom, but as you, and I, I don't even know why I brought it up, but there was something that Dominion talk you might want to watch if you're led by the Holy Spirit to watch it. But that, that is the key is the setting of your mind because what you set your mind on is going to be your lead. That what you set your mind on will be your lead. <laughs> that what you set your mind on will be your lead. Wow. Holy Spirit, I need a lead. I need a lead. He's saying, well, set your mind on the right thing. I'm right there. Set your mind on the right thing, and that's where you're going to go. I need a lead. I need another word. I'm really struggling in my mind right now. I'm struggling in my mind. I'm struggling. Give me, give me a word. Give me a word. Give me a word. And let's make goes. Uh, give me a word. Someone give me a word. Just set your mind. I can't set my mind. I'm perturbed. Calm down. Set your mind on the right thing. And that's the lead. The lead is, as a man thinks, so is he, so are you becoming. That's why we're beholding the mirror of the Lord Jesus Christ. And as we're beholding that divine reality, we're transformed. We're moving into that pattern. We're becoming him. So those that set their minds on the flesh, those that live according to the flesh set their minds on things of the flesh. But those who live according to the spirit, which means I choose to live according to the spirit. And then I set my mind on the things of the Spirit. Because to be carnally minded is death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. What do you mean, Paul? For to be carnally minded is death. Well, I just thought I'm delivered from the law of sin and death. So that which my mind puts pressure on, it's like a, like a, like an, the app on your phone that you tap on. That's what opens up. Which app do you want to open up? The one of the law of sin and death that you've been delivered out of. It's no longer your reality. The Paul to the Colossians talks about being transferred out of the kingdom of darkness and being placed in a brand new kingdom. We are. The truth is 
the truth is, the truth is we are brand new creation, a brand new kingdom. The truth is the old has passed away. The truth is that sin has no longer dominion over me. The truth is that I am now in God. The truth is that as of God, I am in Christ. The truth is that the law, the only law that's functioning in my body is the law of life that's found in the Lord Jesus Christ. And I am now what? to set my mind to activate this truth. Oh, I have to set my mind to activate this truth. Because what you set your mind on, you're going to live out of. And the mind of Christ is what is to have preeminence in our thoughts. Because that mind is life and peace. If you look back to verse 6, for to be carnally minded, to be carnally minded, to be mindful of the things of the flesh, to be carnally minded, to meditate of what you cannot do, to meditate what you cannot do, to meditate how much you fumbled with your flesh, to meditate failure, to meditate carnality, to meditate the lower realm of they don't like me, they don't like me, no one wants me, no one's going to give me a job, no one, everyone's withholding everything from me, I'm just, I'm just a good for nothing. I'm just, I just, just, let me just go hide behind the chair and just cry. No, no, that's carnal mindset. Come up higher. You have this, what we talk, the mind, the mind of God, the mastermind of creation lives in you now, now, now. Let's say now, now, now. No, when you, no, when you, you read more verses. Not when you uh, do more church services. Not when you, not when you just get it perfect, perfect, never, never trip up. No, no, no. Now, are you born again? If you're born again, you have the mind of Christ. That's the only qualifier. Born again. A child of God. Are you born again? Then you have a mind of Christ. If you're not born again, receive him. For as many as receive the Lord Jesus Christ, to them he gave the right to be children of God. Just, I receive you, Lord. I receive you. Now his life has become your life. Now you have the mind of Christ. For to be carnally minded is death, but what to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Yes, because to be spiritually minded is you allowing the law of the spirit of life to work in you. To work in you. The carnal mind is enmity against God. For it is not subject to the law of God. What I was meditating here is that and nor indeed it can be. So those who are in the flesh cannot please God. If we go back to seven, beginning, because the carnal mind is enmity against God. What's the enemy to God? What is an enemy to God? To carnal mind. In your carnal mind, you're an enemy to God. And I looked at I looked at, um, in the Easton's Bible dictionary, the word enmity and it's deep rooted hatred. Deep rooted hatred. And that's what in Genesis 3.15, I'll put enmity between thee and the one, between you and the woman, between the seed, uh, thy seed and her seed. That's, that's the curse that came on Satan. 
And also the word refers to a friendship with the world being an enmity, an enemy to God, because you're picking up a mindset that's of the world. So a worldly mindset, a worldly mindset, a curse-based mindset is an enemy to God. This hatred, this hostility against God comes, according to Paul in Romans 8, from your mind. So that what you think can be pleasing to the Lord or it can be an enemy to God. Though you're born again, you can have enemy thoughts towards God. Why? Because we chose to set our minds on the flesh. Because we chose to set our minds on the curse. Because we chose to set our minds not on God. Oh, talk about God again. I'm talking about God all the time. God, 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 always God. Always God. I want to have fun. There's no greater fun than with God. Let's go to Colossians 2 from here. Actually, chapter 1, Colossians 1, 21. And you who once were what? Alienated. And what? Enemies where? In your mind. By wicked works. Yet now he has what? Reconciled in the body of his flesh through death to present you what? Condemned? No. Present you holy? and blameless and above reproach in his sight. Why? Why? Why this ability? Because he died for you. And through this death, you're now reconciled unto life. You're reconciled unto God. And so now who lives in you is the law of the spirit of life that is in Christ Jesus. So you can set your mind to set your mind on things above, to set your mind on him so that you would no longer be an enemy in your mind. And look at verse 23. If indeed you continue, so all that is, let's start again, 21. And you who once were alienated, strangers, right? Enemies in your mind. So in my mind, I'm a stranger to God. I can be a stranger to God in the old carnal mindset. God has nothing to do with carnality. It's polar opposite. The carnal mind is, is the food of Satan. You want to feed Satan who wants to kill you? Keep thinking carnal thoughts. Keep giving him food. Keep making him big, 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 big in your life. Magnify Satan. Let's see what he's going to do for you. What is he going to do for you? Keep feeding him. Keep putting the little, little, little food on that underneath that, that idol. Keep, keep feeding him. What is it? He's, you know. In those house of demons. It's what we do in our minds. These thoughts is putting little bowls of food under the idol. I'm feeling that thought. I'm feeling that stronghold. I'm just not good. I'll never be good. I'll never make it. Never make it. No one, no one cares for me. Now. Keep feeding. Keep feeding it. Keep, keep feeding him. He's getting stronger. Your destroyer is getting stronger in your mind. And in turn, you're becoming an enemy. Because you're given the enemy. A right to your mind. This is real. 
This is real. And then we turn to God. God, I guess you just don't love me like you love so-and-so. I guess, I guess, Lord, it's just how it is, God. Or when are you going to help me, God? When are you going to help me, God? You're not helping me, God. You're helping everyone else, not me. Not me, not me. Me, no. And it's just, boo-hoo, not me, not me. No one helps me. No one helps me. It's so real. It's so sad. And yet we've been given this mind of dominion. What are we doing with the mind of dominion? Park moat in the back little corner. Been going through the Old Testament looking one of the kings desecrate the temple of God by putting in idols of the stars and the moon and the sun. Put them in the temple of God. It's time to clean the temple out. It's time to flush out all idolatry. And the only knee we bow to is the mind of Christ so that we can Recognize that through the body of his flesh, through his death, he has already presented us holy, blameless, and above reproach in his sight. If indeed you continue in the faith, if indeed you continue in this persuasion of life, if indeed you continue in the mind of Christ, if indeed you can hear his heart, please continue. Run the race with perseverance. Don't let go. Don't look back. Behold, all things are brand new. Get excited about the new you. <laughs> Get excited. You've got a brand new mindset. Cultivate it. And it says here, grounded and steadfast and are not moved away from the hope of the gospel which you heard, which was preached to every creature under heaven, of which I, Paul, became a minister. And, and that's it. Don't be moved away from the confidence you already have. The mind of Christ is perfect confidence and assurance. You will make it. You're making it. Look at you making it. Look at you making it. Oh, I had a friend that just flew all the way to Mexico. Glory be to God. Making it. Making it. We're making it. We're taking flights. We're taking over. Look at you making it. Uh, where do we make it? Right here. Right here when you realize I've made it already. I'm in his kingdom now. I've made it already. I've made it already. I've been transferred out of darkness. I've, I have it now. I've made it already. And from this, it's done. It's finished. I can walk out and make it on the external moment as well. Let's see Ephesians. Ephesians, I think that's just two. Verse three. Actually, let's go from verse 1 for context. And you he made alive, who were dead in trespasses. You see, we were dead in trespasses. Why? Because the law of, this, of, of sin and death was working. And the old man not born again. There's only one law working. Whoever's not born again, there's only one law working. Only one law. So just have compassion on them. Love on them. Let them see Jesus so they'll be persuaded by that which you're persuaded by. The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. And you he made alive who were dead in trespasses and sins in which you once walked. We used to walk that way. 
according to the course of the world, according to the prince of the power of the, of the air, according to Satan's power. We used to walk that way. I used to walk that way once. According to the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience. But look, verse 3. Among whom also we all once conducted ourselves in the lusts of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and what? And of the mind. And of the mind. The desires of your flesh are one with the desires of your mind. The battle, the conquering moment of uh, dominion over your old man is in the mind. And that's what made us, we were by nature children of wrath. Well, yeah, because we just read that in our minds we were an enemy to God, Paul to the Colossians wrote. Together with the Romans, that the, the, the mind that's set on, on, on the flesh produces only one thing. Death. But we're not children of wrath. We don't need to think on carnality that's producing death. But we are now, verse 4, I love it. But God, who, this is what we think on. But God who is rich in mercy because of his great love, because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved and raised us up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith and that not of yourselves, so just just, just rest. It's of God. That not of yourselves. It is a gift of God. Not of works lest anyone should boast. For we are what? Verse 10. We are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works. Right there. Right there. It silences everything that's telling you. I'm made for bad works. I'm made for wrath. No. I have been made for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. And over the weeks, we've, we've looked at that, not so much from this verse, but especially from what Paul writes to Corinthians and how we have the mind of Christ and the Holy Spirit that searches these divine purposes for our life. Now he's going to help us walk out that which is already planned out for us. And so to be renewed, I put the title for this, is a mind renewed to love. It's to be renewed to the love of God that he so loved me, he gave his son. And so I now have a brand new mind to think that which is right. So I can walk right on earth and manifest the very life and glory of God. And we're done for today. That's it.